Welcome to another episode of the Circumpolar People podcast. Today we will be discussing the modernization of the Sami culture. My name is Jonathan, um, and my co-hosts are Carson Rolfe, Keely Sherman, and Joel Kendall. So, I mean, we've been doing this. How long have we been trying to prepare for this? A couple weeks now, right? Three or four weeks. Three or four weeks, something like that. Yeah. So we all have different things that we're going to be talking about here, um, most, like most specifically, like entailing the Sami people and their culture. Um, so Carson, what are you going to be talking about? Uh, yeah, so I've uh, worked on preparing for uh, the reindeer herding and their technology, that modern uh, technology has an effect on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been something that I was really excited about since we started talking uh, about circumpolar people. Um, just for whatever reason, uh, I got unnaturally excited anytime they talked about reindeer yeah. uh, so <laughs> it felt like a pretty natural thing to talk about um yeah. i'm gonna be talking about like climate change and how that affects the sammy at all and that directly like piggybacks off of like reindeer herding mm-hmm. and we'll get more into that later but that's just that's that's a good like point to piggyback off of and then joel what are you going to be talking about so i'm going to be talking about like the modernization of the Sami people and really just circumpolar people as a whole, like of their daily lives, mm-hmm. how it's changed over time. Yeah. And then Kaylee, what about you? I'm going to be talking about the Sami people, but I'm focusing on the history of them and um, how the weather patterns have like adjusted their life. Oh, okay. Good deal. I mean, before we even get into that, like, let's talk about the fact that like, I did not know that there was like such a thing as circumpolar people. Like, did you guys know that before we started this class? Like, no, I didn't. I mean, I, I understood that there were like indigenous people in those areas. Right. But I didn't think of it as like a distinction between circumpolar, right. That's circumpolar what, and non-circumpolar. Exactly. Like a whole, like not even a whole culture because it's multiple cultures mm. that like range across like a bunch of different countries. I think, like, more so when we're talking about the Sami, like, that pertains more to, like, what countries would you say? Definitely Finland for me. Yeah, I did a lot of research about, like, Sami people in Finland. Yeah, a lot of what I saw was Sweden, Russia, and a little bit of Russia right. and Finland. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what about you guys? Like, like Killian, like, Joel, like, did you guys, like, know at all that, like, there were so many, like, indigenous cultures that, like, took up these countries or whatever? I mean, I think the one everybody commonly thinks of is, like, the Eskimo. Right. I mean, that's what you always learn about yeah, in elementary yeah. school and stuff yeah. up in Alaska and Canada. Yeah. Which we learned in yeah. class yeah. recently that, like, the Eskimo is just, like, that's not even their actual term. Yeah. That was a term that was, like, given to them. What was the, like, actual, uh, like, what are they actually There's called? a couple of them. In- Inuit. Yeah, the Inuit people. Yeah. But, like, Eskimo was just something that was, like, put on them. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't even say that about themselves. Yeah. I don't know how that came to be. I think but. it was, um, if I remember right, it was part of the like language group I think right uh, and that was just kind of put towards them yeah yeah yeah, I got you so I mean who wants to start us off I mean I don't I don't care I'm gonna piggyback off of what Carson's saying so I'm definitely (laughs) not going I gotta go before Carson for sure well that sounds like I might as well go that's fine yeah you can go go ahead yeah uh, so I guess I'll start off by talking a little bit about the uh, history of like the traditional reindeer herding Originally, um, the Sami and most other of the indigenous reindeer herding cultures were nomadic. Uh, They kind of followed around the reindeer and what they were eating at the time. They would just pick up, follow them, put down for a little while for a season. Um, So it was really based off of what they were eating, depending on, like in the winter, they would be eating the lichen in the trees and like the snow. They'd be in some of the the more wooded areas. Right. 
Uh, and then in the summer, they could move to places where there would be like mushrooms and other plants uh, that they could eat. And so they'd really pick up, move around a lot. Um, and it wasn't until really in, I think it was around the 1600s, uh, they had to settle because of the colonial acts that were put on them by uh, Sweden, Russia, and Finland. Uh, so that made them really have to switch up how they were living that nomadic lifestyle, at least for the Sami. Um, they had to uh, kind of settle and instead of nomadic and moving around based on the reindeer, they actually started to, um, they started moving people around or moving their reindeer around depending on the season. They would go ahead and scout out where that lichen would be, they'd set up a camp and herd all of their reindeer to that camp for the season mm -hmm. and then move them somewhere else for the summer. So it was more they were directing the reindeer yeah. within kind of the areas that they were told to settle. Um, and so that's kind of how it what has been since the 1600s. It's kind of stayed that way. Um, and it, it, they, they kept it very traditional except for the nomadic part. And then they started adapting uh, to using some things like ATVs, dirt bikes, snowmobiles. They started using a lot of those more modern technologies with the snowmobile. Um, from anywhere I could find, it was around the 60s when they bought their first snowmobile, uh, and they started using that to kind of uh, wrangle the reindeer. They would drive around them in circles to try and get them kind of contained and lead them to the next camp. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they used a whole lot of uh, different technologies just in the reindeer herding the Sami people. Yeah, that I kind of read, so when I was reading stuff about climate change and everything like that, um, climate change has like directly forced many reindeer herders, like specifically like Sami reindeer herders to like change their models of like <clears throat> how they go about their livelihood. Mm. For example, like the introduction of like modern technologies to mm. try to like counteract for what's happening just naturally in the world things like having like snowmobiles and like stuff like that mm. you were talking about the lichen i was also reading something about that too first of all what is lichen do we know what that is because i don't like i was reading about it but i didn't really necessarily like know what it was like do we know what that i mean yeah i think it's, it it's kind of like a moss yeah it's a moss thing. yeah it's, it's like a cold moss right that <laughs> like the reindeer like eat right yeah. like that's their like yeah. mate so i was reading something about how like a lot of <clears throat> times in the winter now, especially in like upper Finland and stuff like that, a lot of times when it snows or naturally has snow, like in the past years, that's mm -hmm. turned into like just rain. Like it's just been raining a lot there. And then what will happen is it will rain a lot. And then that rain will end up like freezing over because it does get cold. I mean, mm -hmm. it, climate change is affecting it, but it's at a climate change is affecting that country, but it's more so at a slow pace. Yeah. So, you know, it will get cold, it will snow, but a lot of times it'll rain and then that rain will freeze over and that, that freezes over the lichen mm -hmm. and everything like that. So that's not good for the reindeer, like, at all. So, the, yeah. Yeah, and they've actually had to adjust, like, how they're doing it. I thought originally that the snowmobile was actually their main, um, their main tool that they used, but yeah. it's actually... In all of, a lot of the articles that I was reading, it's actually one of the ones that they kind of had to use less and less because of like the conditions. Yeah, uh, they've been I having to switch to use too. like ATVs and dirt bikes right. and things because yeah. they can run on the like not as snowy right. areas. Exactly, like a snowmobile is stuck in the snow. I read that too. The, what mm -hmm. what yeah what I was yeah so like they 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 tried to introduce snowmobiles because they thought that that would counteract the melting snow, mm. but it did the complete opposite effect. <laughs> and the snowmobiles they weren't good for them. So they had to, they did have to switch to things like ATVs and stuff like that to mm -hmm. navigate through that. So, yeah, but I don't know. Back to the lichen thing. 
It says that it's not even a plant. It's a mix between an algae and fungus. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, isn't algae like a fungus though, or no? Am I tripping I, about that? Or? Uh, I think it's a different thing if it's yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Yeah, I guess it, I mean, it has to be two different things. I mean, I know algae is like a form of plant. Yeah, but I, I think fungus like, is like, fungus is mushrooms and algae is like a, like a bacteria. Bacteria, I yeah. want to say something like weird. That. So yeah. like, I wonder how like the reindeer like how do they not get sick from like eating fungus like that? Like I think it's well, I'm sure they've probably just worked on their stomachs are used to it. Right. But it's I also don't, I don't think it. it's like a like a poisonous fungus or things yeah. like that. It's just yeah. one of those. I feel like it wouldn't hurt a reindeer stomach, but I feel like it would hurt ours. Definitely. Probably. <laughs> I mean, there's there's definitely reindeer are probably definitely tougher than us. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything like I don't know. Do you have anything like more to say about that or like uh, Yeah, I mean, I've got a, a couple of things. I yeah. one of the parts that I kept kind of coming back to thinking about a lot of this is that um I was surprised to see that they we were talking about these traditional cultures and focusing more and more on the modern technology that they were using. Um, I guess going into this, I kind of had this more like all or nothing uh, approach to like the traditional aspect. I thought it was either they have to do it all traditionally or um, not at all. Right. Um, but I actually came across this really cool article from Britannica that actually was talking about how they people uh, in the circumpolar area have been using a range of new technologies and stuff right. in their everyday lives. Um, and it said something along the lines of when it's paired with tradition, uh, it's using it as not necessarily as a way to abandon their traditional ways. Um, it's actually a way to sustain it. Mm -hmm. It's a way to make it so that they can keep going in what the modern world that's growing around yeah. them. And that's been something that was really interesting, like picking up a lot of this yeah. stuff. It seems that it does seem like from what I read about climate change. So I'll, I'll go into a little bit about like climate change and how mm -hmm. it affects the Sami. So um, the decline of reindeer populations as a result of climate change is obviously like very prevalent. But along with that, it also threatens the Sami's livelihoods, meaning like loss of important rights to land access and things like that. Mm -hmm. Because um, the, so the Swedish Reindeer Herding Act of 1971 stipulates that while all Sami are entitled to basic rights as an indigenous people, in order to exercise the full breadth of these rights, including rights to land, they must be a part of the herding community and practice reindeer herding. So with this introduction of climate change mm -hmm. and how it affects reindeer herding, the Sami have been like at the forefront of trying to, I guess, progressively modernize their way of life. Mm -hmm. So they have tried to get other countries to piggyback off of what they're trying to say. Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. trying to get other countries to buy into Hey, like we're here too. Like we're like we are people too. We need you guys to help us. But so far, I mean, it hasn't really gone well. Sweden, Norway, Finland, Russia. Um, there's a distinct lack of regional cooperation between all these countries with Sami rights, um, including like a lack of legislation. They don't give the Sami like any say in mm. their form of government or anything like that. And it was interesting when I was reading stuff about climate change and how it affects the Sami. Obviously, like I said, like reindeer herding and, um, you know, uh, what was I going to say? Reindeer herding and then like loss of important rights to land access and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then also it affects them personally too. Mental health, apparently there are a lot of mental health issues among the Sami people and it's becoming more and more prevalent with the threat of climate change to their traditional way of life. Um, half of Sami adults in Sweden suffer from anxiety and depression, 
and one in three young indigenous reindeer herders have contemplated suicide. So that's tough. I don't know how they gather those credentials, but when mm -hmm. I read about that, like I did not even, it didn't even cross my mind that climate change like that could affect them in ways like that. Yeah. I, th I thought about that. It, I thought it could affect them because we get affected when our seasons change. Like, yeah. So just imagine that times like 200. True, yeah. right. I didn't think about it like that. Seasonal, yeah, like that yeah. seasonal disorder or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like you, you have that and then you also take into account that like most of their way of life is based on it being cold up there. Right. And like the, the season's changing in a way that is in relation to how they built their traditions with the reindeer herding and yeah. stuff like that. So in Finland specifically, the average temperature has risen by 2.3 degrees Celsius, which I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Can you look that up? I don't know what that yeah. is. 2.3 degrees Celsius. Degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit. It's 36. 36 degrees. What the heck? <laughs> Since the post-industrial period. So I don't know when like that post-industrial period would have mm. been, but if warming continues at this rate, the climate in like Finland will resemble that of southern Finland in northern Finland mm. because that's where most of the Sami reside. Mm. Um, the climate in northern Finland will resemble that of southern Finland by the end of the century, and this could completely threaten Sami's traditional reindeer herding culture and just their way of life, like the, in general. The post-industrial era ended in 1964. Really? Okay. So so since the post-industrial period. So it's risen from that point, 1964, to now. So yeah. 36 degrees over the span of however many years mm -hmm. that is. I don't yeah. know. I think, I, I don't know exactly how you looked it up. It might be, uh, uh, it might still be two degrees. It's just. It was 32 degrees to 36 point something degrees. Oh, okay. So it rose four degrees, which is still oh, a gotcha. significant yeah. amount. Oh, okay, okay. Because gotcha. that was from freezing. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, mm -hmm. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to go off that, do you, do, like, Joel or Kaylee, do you guys have anything at all? or? I mean, we talked about the lichen. Right. I mean, you said that it freezes over the lichen. That was, like, one of the biggest changes in their lifestyle because they had to purchase food now for their reindeer. Mm -hmm. They couldn't rely on, like, the natural... Like yeah, I read stuff about that too. About how they have you? Did you read anything about that, Carson? About how they had to like purchase like things to actually nurture the reindeer. Yeah, the they yeah. had to start feeding them um, like pellets and stuff. Like I've, yeah. stuff that I feel like we would traditionally see us use for like farm animals, feeding them stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and we wa we saw it in one of the videos. Um, they had these bigger machines that would they would have to like bring out to the camps instead of just feeding them what was naturally there. Yeah. They'd have to have these giant machines that would just drive basically through the middle of the herd and drop pellets out of it. Right. Um, so that was definitely a big change, like you were saying. Yeah, that's cr yeah, that's crazy to think about. I mean, just like feeding animals like in the wild to mm. directly benefit you. Like, imagine that having to be like your way of life. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just weird. I mean, I guess in some essence, like we do that in modern America. Like, we do have to feed like mm. animals. That it's we it's eat. a slight difference between feeding like you know your pet dog and feeding like. Hundreds, right. hundreds of reindeer. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. But even, like, foods that we eat, like, you th like think of, like, yeah. chicken or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we have farmers that would, like, gather up. But like, they probably think our way of life is weird. They like, do, too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not even weird. Like, it's they're just very different cultures, so. Yeah, no, it's just two different ways of living. Mm -hmm. And they have to adapt differently than we do. So, yeah, that's definitely interesting. Do you have anything to say about those adaptations, Kaylee? Um... 
their weather patterns have affected like their way of life too because like of all the climate change it's been like significantly warmer there right yeah mm. has that have they had to move at all yeah like, they had to like locations? go further inland mm. and like south and like yeah and what country specifically? I know Finland for sure. Yeah. I don't know, like I don't know if I have to think back. Like, is that where the Sami mainly reside? Is it Finland or is it do they? Is it also different countries? I think it's as it's, well. it's Sweden and Finland. Yeah, I was gonna say Sweden and Finland. Yeah. I mean, I know that Scandinavian. Right. I know they're Eurasian, yeah. like completely. So I know mm. it was Eurasian, like speaking countries like that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, awkward silence. No, it's all right. Go ahead. I mean, like, what else do you have about that? Well, the technology, like, just technology, like, the everyday stuff has affected their life. Like, you know, we have internet and, like, electricity now. And do they have an introduction to that? Like, like internet and electricity and all well, that stuff? Well, yeah, they're using electricity now. So, like, they're living in their homes and... Now they have all this electricity. I'm sure they have internet because it's the 21st century. Right. That's, like, that's one of, like, the up-and-coming things. One of the big, like, projects, like, certain people have been working on is, I mean, nobody really thinks about it because we all speak English. We're all fluent. We've grown up with it. Right. Everything like Mm -hmm. that. We take a lot of things for granted. So, for example, like, something as simple as, like, autocorrect Mm -hmm. or, like, Mm -hmm. typing in English in Google. Like, the Sami people have never had that because they speak Sami for the most part. Yeah. So, certain people, are they're trying to, like, put the Sami language onto Google and, like, a keyboard so that they can type and yeah. like, use their language to communicate with each other online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of goes back to, like, breaking that stigma of, yeah. like, how these people are, like, in our country as well. Like, we have to yeah. treat these people with respect, too. And I think the Sami, listen, out of all the circumpolar people that we've discussed, I think, like, one, we obviously chose the Sami because they're the easiest to talk about. I feel like we've learned the most about the yeah, Sami. we've talked about but also, I feel like the Sami are so interesting to talk about because kind of like what I was mentioning before, they're at, like, the forefront of the progressiveness for circumpolar people and trying to get modern governments that reside in these big countries mm-hmm. to back them, to get them on their side. And to that be, says yeah. a lot about this. Sorry, not to interrupt. But that no, says a lot good. about their culture, like, that they're, like, hardworking and they're determined. Yeah, correct. Because if they weren't, then they just, they wouldn't have cared if... They were never counted in a country or got their own government or anything. Yeah, correct. No, I agree. And I think that's like one of the things, like what you were saying, they're they're so at the forefront. They have their own like parliament building and things like that. They are definitely, I think, you know, from everything that I can tell, they've seemed to be the most like modernly documented in ways that like we can see how they are right now. A lot of the ones, um, like another place I looked up while we were in here were the Dolgan um, people who are still nomadic and reindeer herders and stuff, they live like out in the middle of the tundra where <laughs> it's just white for hours. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. those ones, it's harder to learn about them because they're they're nomadic, they're out there. The Sami, we have a lot of information because they're out there trying to get it so that they, like different countries can work with them. And so I think it, that's kind of one of the things that affected us starting talking about that yeah no yeah i agree back to the technology thing have you all ever thought about like how the infrastructure like is changing there like with the climate change the earth is shifting and it's making the buildings crack so they have to build them like off the ground like they have the stilts at the bottom oh yeah we did talk about like, something that's like so that so cool to me like yeah <laughs> about how like their buildings had to be elevated for whatever mm-hmm. but is that due to the yeah. shifting of plates and it's everything because of like the that? permafrost yeah the permafrost is, it... is melting right yeah so 
Mm-hmm. The building conducts heat if it's on the ground, and so the heat just goes down and melts everything. Right. So if it's up, it keeps the permafrost frozen. Yeah. We saw some videos about that, and I mean, it's also weird because they have all their utilities above ground too. Right. Like all the piping and mm-hmm. like. I did, you know, I did see, well, because we learned about how the permafrost, when it melts, it emits those, like, greenhouse gases, but I forget why it does. I would have to, like, look it up. Like, why, like, I I don't know why. It's the, um, whatever it's called, eating each other and releasing the gas. Permafrost greenhouse gases? Let's see. Let's see if it says anything. As permafrost thaws, bacteria can break down that organic matter, releasing carbon into the atmosphere as the greenhouse gases, carbon dioxide, or methane. Once in the atmosphere, these greenhouse gases further warm the planet, creating a positive feedback loop that thaws more permafrost. Mm-hmm. So if changes aren't made, essentially, yeah. like it, that's just that's going to keep happening. Um, I know that there was an introduction to like recommendations that the SAMI made actually Mm -hmm. to big governments about what they can do to further help them. Um, One of them was they, one of the recommendations made by the SAMI was all countries must rapidly and fully implement the global climate change agreement established in Paris. Like Mm -hmm. Paris actually passed this back in December of 2015 and support efforts to raise their emission reduction pledges over time, keeping global temperature below 1.5 degrees Celsius in northern Finland and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Another one, um, going back to those countries that I was mentioning before, Sweden, Norway, Finland, and Russia, they should collaborate to create a legally binding agreement to allow the SAMI flexible migration routes and safeguard their rights, regardless of whether they are directly engaged in reindeer herding or not. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to say, like, I mean, we have more to our way of life than just reindeer herding. We yeah. can provide more for you guys if well, you guys obviously just obviously they're people. Yeah, right. Like obviously, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And like that's just that's the biggest thing. At least one of the biggest takeaways that I've gotten from this class is like these circumpolar people that we're talking about. While they do exist, they're not helped out at all. I mean, they have to, which makes them, which makes it all that even more impressive to talk about them is because they do really have to provide for their own and they have to create their own way of life. But they're what they're trying to, and I think in this progressive nature that we see the world trending towards, I think we're gonna see them get helped out in the future. That's my hypothesis about it. I think the the natural way that life is going right now and everywhere is just there's this complete progressive mindset that people are trying to, you know, mitigate old ways and introduce new ones and it's time for a different mindset and a different way of life and i think that's going to help circumpolar people in the future i don't know about i don't know if you guys feel that way or not yeah yeah for sure and there you know we've already seen them working on it and stuff especially when we were talking about the um north american um people and kind of how canada was dealing with a lot of the like residential school stuff yeah just like, hey, we're sorry, we're going to try and help you out. Yeah, right, right. So hopefully that keeps happening. I mean, it's just like Keely said, I mean, there are people too. Like, they need as much help as they can get. I think um, also it's it's kind of, it's, it's dawned on me how grave the situation is because, honestly, because of Professor Lively mm-hmm. and how <laughs> lively she is about, you know, just mm-hmm. the issues that, we're fa- that they are facing with mm-hmm. stuff like this. So it's really kind of, you know, put a new impression upon me about like how if some ways are kept up and if we keep going down the trends that we're going down, it could seriously mm-hmm. affect people. And you know, no one wants that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if you guys have anything more to like touch on. I mean, Kaylee or Joel, like, do you guys have anything more to talk about or 
I, Carson, I, even, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, we didn't talk about this too much, but like, just how cold it is up there. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it is free. It's like constantly below zero for the most part, especially in some places. Yeah, like one of the websites I looked at in Yakutsk, which I don't think it's in the Arctic Circle. It's close, mm-hmm. so it's not probably not even as cold as some of the other Arctic places. Yeah. but they do have. It's a normal city, pretty much. They have mm-hmm. cars and everything like that. But to keep their cars running, they have to keep it running year-round, pretty much, or else it'll freeze over and all the gas, the gas lines will freeze. I was going to say, the gas probably freezes up like so, inside their cars. Yeah, they've had to have, like, lots of technology to, like, prevent that. They've used portable heated garages, yeah. like, thermal blankets just to keep their cars from yeah. freezing over and keep them working. Yeah, it's weird because there are places like that that are freezing, and then there are also places that, like, I was reading about that it seems like the temperature is rising rapidly. So I don't really under like I don't know temperature's weird and I feel like the weather's weird too and just how that works because it seems like like you said you kind of touched on how that's not in the Arctic Circle. Yeah. It kind of makes sense because from what I've read it seems like the Arctic Circle is what's warming the fastest, which I don't really understand why. I mean, I know that that's a bit south of the country that you were to, what was it again? It was Yakutsk. Yuk- yeah, yeah, the Yakutsk. I know that they're a bit farther south from the Arctic Circle, but the Arctic Circle is what's warming the fastest. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. Well, but you have to think, if the Earth is warming, the places that are already warm aren't going to warm as fast as the frozen. Yeah, mm, true. It's yeah. like Good point. taking meat out of the freezer and thawing it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you have true. meat in the fridge, and you're letting it thaw. It's not going to thaw as fast as the frozen stuff. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Keely? Um, I feel like... I honestly didn't know that there were people there <laughs> until January. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, I didn't know, I like, I didn't realize how many, mm. like, circumpolar people that actually were that occupied these, like, places. And it takes up, like, a big population of some of these countries, which mm. is why I'm like, man, they could, like, provide a lot for you if you mm. were to just, like, lend them a helping hand. It like, honestly reminds me of how we treated, like, the Native Americans here. Yeah, right. Because, yeah. you know, they were trying to get rid of, like, the other countries are trying to get rid of like the Sami culture or the Inuit culture and like Europeanize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like we did the same thing with the Native Americans and like there were internment camps and like the Japanese Americans. So I honestly feel like this was a long time coming that we are now starting to accept their culture. Yeah. I honestly feel like we should have done that in the first place. Right. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it, but times were just different man, back then. But that and doesn't. Like, that's not an excuse for sure. Right, no, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree, 100%. But I feel like, honestly, in a way, people have seen how radical those methods were, especially Americans, to get, to kind of get, mm-hmm. like, Native Americans out of the way. And I think over the years, I think that countries have adopted this mindset of, you know what, that might have not been the coolest thing to do. So maybe we shouldn't do this to people that have occupied these lands, but it still happens 100%. Yeah. So I think uh, we kind of just have to move on from that. I, I think a lot of what I've been seeing is almost every country has had this problem of we treated somebody who was here already very poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually just realizing that was bad and we have to work on being better about it. We, mm-hmm. have, we have to work on giving them the things that they need and work on you right. know, saying sorry and helping them out. Yeah. And uh, just kind of moving on and, and less focusing on like 
this was how we used to do it and things like that and just being we need to make up for it we need to move on we need to help these people out yeah and hopefully that goes back to kind of what we were talking about with this progressive mindset that the whole world is starting to adapt mm-hmm. hopefully you start seeing the sammy you know continue to thrive mm-hmm. and we continue to see progression with their way of life and just the human and their like humanity and yeah. to see countries like not treat these people so poorly would definitely be a win for society. Well, so there's I, been some progression. I right. mean, like they interviewed them for the movie Frozen. Right. Yeah. Like, that's such a cool. No. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. interviewed them. Yeah. It was great introduction. So it'd be like accurate. Right. Yeah. Great introductions to people understanding and learning more about these ways of life. And it's classes like this that get us to understand that there are actually people out there who you know have occupied lands for a long time and they need to stay there because they provide a good way of living and they can provide a lot so i think we're i mean i think we're good i mean if you guys have anything do you guys have any final thoughts anything that you would like to say at all okay and then yeah i mean i think we're good all right thank you guys for listening hopefully (laughs) that was good (laughs) hopefully we did fine and then uh yeah we'll catch you all later